Hello, my little roaches. As we learned last week on the program, us in a mass, an intrusion. That was an exciting sort of thing to learn. People were writing in the comments, some of them trying to correct it. No, it's true. We've done the fact checking, an intrusion indeed. And I want to let you know where we can intrude together down the road here. May 19th, Indianapolis Helium Comedy Club. I'm coming. And I'm excited. It's going to be my first show back on the road after this little time off. Uh, And then the show that I was supposed to do June 2nd in Philadelphia, the club has double booked me and they are rescheduling it for August 25th. Just found out about that. We'll update the link at uh, my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter uh, on Twitter at J underscore Potter. I'm not psyched about that, but uh, it is what it is. And we will uh, we will definitely be doing it August 25th, Philadelphia. We also have Chicago coming in August. Lots of dates in the, in the summer here. Uh, Going to be in San Diego in July and uh, a bunch of other places. So get ready for that. But there is one thing uh, on my mind at the moment, because when you are watching this, as you are watching this, I'm not sure when you decide to watch the program at what hour. Maybe you watch it the day it comes out. Maybe you wait a couple of days. I don't know. But if you're watching it on this uh, Tuesday that we are released, I will be under the knife. And uh, I am uh, I can't stop thinking about it, frankly. Uh, also, Kirsten, by the way, I want to try something new today. Just keep your microphone on. Sounds good. And we'll, uh, I'll fix it. You know, if there's anything noisy or whatever, I'll fix it. Because, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I wanted to throw that out there. But before I get to anything on the program, yeah, I'm going under the knife today. And, uh, or, yeah, today, as you're watching this. And um, I don't know how to, I'm, like, stressed out. I can't think about anything else. It's affecting my work uh, the last couple of weeks, I would imagine. Uh, you've noticed. Uh, but it's, um it's just something I'm freaked out about. Just thinking about the fact that I'm going to be like put under, you know, it's just strange. And pretty much everyone who gives a shit about me personally is about 3000 miles away. So that's the, the scary part. Thankfully, Annie Letterman will be coming to the hospital with me. And uh, that should be entertaining in and of itself. And I know, you know, I mean, this procedure, it's not like I'm uh, having a, you know, a fucking heart transplant or anything like that. I'm just, you know, it's pretty basic for the most part. Uh, but, you know, I haven't had surgery in my adult life. And uh, it's just it's getting uh, it's just getting in my brain a lot. So I'm affected today. Let's just put it that way. I wanted to put that out there. But uh, hopefully everything goes smoothly and I'll be on the mend by the end of the week. And, you know, they say three to six months recovery f- altogether. But hopefully it's uh, just nonsense and just an uncomfortable recovery for me where you don't even notice and uh, I can continue you know doing the things I love to do and not have it bother me at all but uh, but I want to appre- I appreciate your patience with me recently and uh, yeah it's happening and it'll be done and I can't wait to move on from it needless to say as far as plugs go and things like that I just want to also reiterate especially because I'll be laid up for the next couple of days send all of your fun stuff to Josh Potter show at gmail.com whether it be a roach reporting uh, something you want me to talk about on the show maybe just some feedback whatever it is that you want Josh Potter show at gmail.com send it on off I'd love to hear from you especially while I'm laid up I'm going to be reading all of the emails uh, and catching up on past ones in the next couple of uh, days and or weeks. Speaking of emails, I had one here at uh, joshpottershow at gmail.com. This one coming to me by an anonymous person. It says, hope you are doing well. I met you at Skankfest Houston and can't wait to see you perform in Vegas. Yes, I'll be at uh, Skankfest in Las Vegas if you are indeed attending that come October. He said, I have a very similar issue with finishing in bed that you do. I opted to buy an auto-blow dick-sucking machine to try and resolve it. My thought process was that it would be a stimulation I'm not familiar with, which would help my dumb brain learn to ejaculate from something other than my hand. After this, after a year of this, so he did it for a year, I found that two to three days of abstinence makes it way easier. Additionally, having a machine do it 
means you don't feel bad for a chick and worrying about her feelings. So that must mean I would gather, Kirsten, he uses the machine with a lady. I was taking it as he's doing it alone and it means that he doesn't feel as bad because he's not making a girl like wait on him. I guess so, but it just says having a machine do it means you don't feel... Oh, so you mean like he's not even fucking girls anymore? He's yeah. just fucking the machine? Yeah, and he doesn't have to feel bad about like a girl, mm. you know, having to wait on him. So this machine is the end-all be-all is what you're saying is his uh, point here. Lastly, not using your hands makes you mind much more free to explore what turns you on. I found that getting myself over the edge is about 90% mental. It's embarrassing to admit, but the machine has helped my sex life a lot. Hope this helps. P.S. Don't mention my name. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy, is what he said. Here's why I don't think that is for me. And I'll tell you, and, and, and maybe you can chime in as a lady's perspective, Kirsten, because I know I've just had this conversation with a woman who also just like she's had just a rough go when it comes to sex life and she was like I don't even like sex just bothers me it's like I have you know she's got all these other issues with it and she was telling me how her Hitachi she's like why would I need a man when I have this and I've noticed a lot of women using these Hitachis and I feel as though these Hitachis are like they're destroying clits <laughs> is what's happening here you know I mean, I don't know if you've had one or if you've seen one or if you've talked to ladies who have used these. I mean, I've seen them, but I've never had one. And honestly, I think it's just the fact that it plugs straight into the wall. That's kind of scary. Well, now they're battery up. I mean, the old oh, school are? one was like, yeah, you plug it into the wall and it's like you're using a, the power source and everything. Like now I think they're wireless and I think you can like charge them. I think a lot of people had that that issue with them. People were using them in the bathtub and shit. I've seen women use it in the bathtub for the record, the wireless one. Which is like dicey if to, to me. I mean, I feel like you're just waiting. It's like dropping a toaster in there. You know, you're going to get all electrocuted and everything. But I feel like it's grinding up clits, you know. Like 10, 20 years down the road, we're going to, you know, women are just going to have these ground up clits. We're never going to find them again. Some men already have a hard enough time and now you're grinding them down to nothing. But I feel like it's the same thing with these machines. I don't know, a dick-sucking machine. I mean, I'd love to just give one a whirl, I suppose, just because I am curious about it. An auto-blow dick-sucking machine. You know what really I have a problem with when it comes to the machines? Is when you come inside of them, what do you do with it then? <laughs> right? You got to clean it in the dishwasher or something? I mean, what are we talking about here? What kind of maintenance occurs? Have you heard about these things with fleshlights at all? Yeah, I've heard of people using a dishwasher, and I think that is absolutely absurd. Yeah, like they're using, they're putting their fucking fleshlight in with their bowls and their plates and everything, unless you're doing a separate cycle, and then it's like you're just wasting water and soap and a detergent thing. I don't know. I don't want my cum flying around with my plates, you know? Am I a prude for, for thinking that? Also, like, I don't even clean my bongs. I throw them in the garbage. <laughs> I'm not going to clean my jizz, my dried up jizz out of a fucking device, you know? And I'm not trying to poo-poo. Whatever helps you, helps you. That's great. This is why I haven't explored machines, though. I feel like it would just take me further away from where I'm trying to get, you know? And I have been figuring out that one night stands are not the ingredient to making this happen. It is going to take a relationship of some kind and that takes maintenance in its own right and uh you know like i was talking with this surgery the only reason i really brought it up because it's just been such a a road jam in me progressing my life this is something i have to do to grow as a person i have to get this finally done and i'm happy that i'm finally doing it and it's happening i'm scared and all that which i know is like a, i'm a big pussy ass 90s word for being frightened of a surgery People are like, oh, what a bitch, you know, whatever. That's fine. I am. I'm a huge bitch. But I, uh, you know, it, this is uh, the surgery is one step, you know, and as growing as a person, coming is another step growing as a person. <laughs> Eventually we're going to, you know, and I want to grow this show. So I have to grow for this show to grow. And um, 
that's all happening incrementally. So I appreciate you having your patience with me. And I appreciate this little suggestion. Maybe I'll, maybe, you know, if I come across one of these auto blow dick sucking machines, maybe, I don't know if there's a particular brand, uh, but if they want to, you know, come on board the old Josh Potter show machine here and, uh, and advertise, I'll give one a whirl. But yeah, no, the abstinence thing is probably what's helping in addition, the two to three days of abstinence. And I've done that myself. I know that helps quite a bit. Uh, other, well, uh, other, other places in the news, we have some tough guys in Major League Baseball that I want to get to. Also, before uh, I move on, I want to let you know coming up here in the news, there's a man on uh, that was on your mom's house quite a bit. Or we, at least we talked about him quite a bit. He wasn't on the show. I think he was on the show one time. He was actually a guest on their show not too long ago. Right, not too long ago. I wasn't there yet, though, then, right? He no. was. We were just looking at his videos while I was there. Uh, Andrew Tate. He's been arrested. Not a great guy, turns out. Weird, right? I mean, who would have who thunk that? Uh, but we'll get to that coming up in the news. But first, let's get to the sports, and I want to play... The remixes from Odd Track Numbers that are so wonderful. He and Odd Track Numbers, by the way, providing the music for my Patreon. So kudos to him and thank you. Uh, a, a foreign roach out there, by the way. I know Mike Vick had that thing with the dogs and shit. Dogs and shit. Yeah, Mike Vick had that thing with the dogs and shit. And uh, Trevor Bauer had a thing with women he was having sex with where I guess for Trevor Bauer, his version of the auto blow dick sucking machine is bashing a woman's face in uh, and choking her and such. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it in the past. If you haven't heard anything about it, I mean, these are sexual partners of his that have accused him of doing things uh, that were not consensual, and then he provided proof that shows that perhaps it was consensual. Despite whether or not it was consensual, it was still brutal as fuck. I mean, these women's faces had bruises. He, like, bashed in her orbital bone, everything like that. Well, finally, there has been some action, and we know that uh, the criminal case has been thrown out, and there are civil cases pending, but Major League Baseball finally has made its... Uh, penalty known and that is the fact that Trevor Bauer is suspended for 324 games basically two full seasons and uh, you could I don't I this is me coming at this from just pure I'm not defending him and I'm also not condemning him because if I'm not you know a judge or a jury I mean the criminal charges were thrown out so now it's like is this guy's just supposed to you know never do his job ever again I guess so and many people are writing, you know, let's let, we should all forget about this guy. He should go off and we should never talk about him again. He's doing a podcast. I mean, he's been very vocal and he's appealing this suspension as well. And uh, I just think it's interesting because Trevor Bauer, yes, you know, he did the action, whether consensual or not. He beat the shit out of these people. If I would love to talk to him, frankly, I would love to not just shuffle him under the rug. I would love to talk to him and just go. All right, because here's the thing. I can't even come at it relating. I don't like rough sex. When girls start getting that way, I get, I become a fucking prude-ass 90s word myself. You know what I'm saying? I get fucking, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, choke me. I'm like, mm, can't we cuddle? Can't we just, like, make out? <laughs> like, that's, I am not rough sex guy. So I can't put myself in the brain of a person who is, you know, trafficking in this uh, sort of fair of intercourse and that kind of thing. My point is, though, it's like, sure, she said, like, hit me and choke me and all that kind of stuff. At what point do you go, all right, I'm doing a little too much here? You know, that's kind of what I want to ask him. I go, you know, like, yeah, she said maybe hit her, but did you have to, like, break her orbital bone? And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's always been my stance on it. The thing that I, uh, you know, am kind of confused about is Major League Baseball suspending him for two full seasons. Meanwhile, there's a few people in Major League Baseball, currently active players, who have had domestic violence charges put up against them. And, uh, you know, the charges weren't dropped, or they were in their case as well. 
uh, but didn't face nearly as much of a suspension. And again, it's it's the Ray Rice rule. You know, Roger Goodell was going to give Ray Rice four games, and then the video of him beating up his girlfriend in an elevator came to light, leaked out, and then he, he goes, your lifetime ban. And it was because the footage was so damning. Now, Roger Goodell, by the way, had seen that footage before it leaked out to everybody else and goes, four games. And then when everyone else saw it, they're like, oh, my God, this is fucking crazy. He was like, huh? Oh, okay. I guess I guess forever. Is that better? So it's kind of like that with with this Trevor Bauer thing, I feel, you know, because the the pictures were so brutal. Was that what you were pulling up there, Kirsten? The pictures of the woman. I mean, we don't necessarily need to see them, but this is like I'm just using it as a piece of evidence as to why, uh, you know, Manford went fucking ballistic and gave him two full season suspension. Meanwhile, you know, a role this Chapman is still playing after a very small suspension by comparison. Marcelo Zuna for the Atlanta Braves. He missed the World Series last year because of a domestic charge. He's back after a 20 game suspension, according to the league's. Uh, domestic violence charges uh, policy. I just don't understand the difference, I guess. Does that make me a bad guy? I don't know. Like, why Why wouldn't, if, if Trevor Bauer is suspended for full two full seasons, why is uh, Marcelo Ozuna playing baseball right now? Why is Aroldis Chapman playing baseball right now? And vice versa, if they're playing baseball right now, why is Trevor Bauer banned for two full seasons? What's the difference here? And maybe somebody in the know better can point it out to me. And again, I'd love to have Trevor Bauer on and actually ask him as to why or what, because I think that's something he has to like get help for. <laughs> you know, I think that's something that you have to go to like therapy. That, like that is bad. If that's what makes you come is beating the absolute fuck out of a woman, you know, but uh, Marcelo Zuna and Ozzy Albies got into it. And I would have thought, uh, you know, this is what you would hope would happen in a locker room if you came across. Like, if I was working with a guy who beat his wife, I would think that guy was a real piece of shit, and I would like lose my mind on him pretty much all the. Like, I would not respect the person, you know. And so, I, Ozzy Albies and Marcelo Zuna had a moment on the base paths uh, that I thought was pretty interesting in this video here. That one got away. There's that short ricochet. Ozuna's got to scramble back to third. Again, it's only 42 feet behind home plate. You've got to be real sure you can make it. And a nice play by Garver to prevent a run for the moment. And now they're yelling at each other. Oh, boy. So they're going back and forth. I know. How about you zip it? Uh, Oh, boy. Ozuna. Not happy. Look at Albies. What is going on with these guys? How about this? You think they're being serious? You think you're goofing around? Can you pause it for a second? Either way. So you see Ozzy Albies there. He's saying to Marcelo Ozuna, he's like, you're not even paying attention. The ball went to the backstop, and basically Marcelo Ozuna could have run home and got a run. But he was, like, not paying attention or being kind of like, and you see Ozzy Albies standing there. He's like, you're just standing there like, and then you're like, oh, okay. He's like, pay fucking attention is what he's telling him, basically. I'd like to, in my mind, hope that Ozzy Albies is reprimanding him for other things as well. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, you're going to beat your wife? You're going to, he's like, I bet if your wife was at home plate, you would have raced there to smack her. You know, like, I want to hope in my brain that he's doing that kind of thing and standing up for what's righteous (laughs) in this sort of clip here. But it is funny to see uh, Marcelo Zuna get taken to task for something on baseball terms. But you, you wonder how much of it boils over. Do they really like each other? You know, that kind of thing. But again, it is just I'm curious as to what the difference is. And maybe I can get Trevor Bauer on this program. I have been always reaching out. I know that might like make me look shitty or whatever if I have Trevor Bauer on. But I if I had him on, I would ask him those questions. You know, like, what's the deal here? Like, I get it. Consensual. Let's just I'm going to go with this under the guise that it was completely consensual. Still, what made you take it to that level? You know? And how often do you do that kind of thing? You know who's a real tough guy in Major League Baseball? Pete Alonzo. This is a guy who wouldn't punch a woman. But let's see. He's talking about... uh, Because here, this is during the Mets-Cardinals series a couple of weeks ago. There was a bench-clearing brawl where men were fighting with each other. And that's always fun. I'd rather... I'd Hey, 
a guy beat another guy in a baseball game. That's the best. Nice bench-clearing brawl. The bullpens all run out. Someone made this observation. When the bullpens clear for fights, why don't they just fight right outside the bullpen? Why do they have to run all the way to the other side of the stadium and then fight? doesn't make any sense. But uh, basically, Cardinals pitchers were hitting Mets batters with balls, and they didn't like it. And then, you know, vice versa, they traded shots. And so... um Here's Pete Alonzo talking about uh, getting into the brawl here. I got pulled from behind. Actually, Genesis Cabrera grabbed me by the back of the collar, and then, then he just uh, ripped down, and then the coach just kind of jumped on me, and I thought that was kind of kind of cheap going, going going from behind. I mean, I mean that's if you want to if you want to hold me back, if you want to restrain me, go at me like a man. The Cardinals manager just said that he not like a woman who wants to have sex. Well, I mean, I totally understand because I'm a big guy. I'm a big, strong guy, and <laughs> he, his, obviously, the manager wants to uh, have protection for for his team and, and his staff, and I totally get it. And for me, like, I'm a big, strong guy. They don't, they don't know like my temper. They don't know what I could do. I mean, if I wanted to put someone in the hospital, I easily could. But I was just out oh there shit, to guys. Um, how many times has he got to say I'm a big, strong guy? I mean, that was like. That sounded like his mom was telling him that before that press conference. You're a big, strong guy, Pete Alonzo. <laughs> I am a big, strong guy. I'm a big, strong guy. He said that like 600 times. I'm going to start. That's going to be on my soundboard next week. I'm a big, strong guy because I'm going to start saying that to myself as sort of a, what are those called? Affirmations. I'm just going to walk around sort of Pete Alonzoing my whole life. I'm a big, strong guy. I could put someone in the hospital. When you say that, it doesn't always ring true, you know? When you have to say that out loud, it's very strange. But yeah, I thought that was very fun. I don't know. I, I like when guys fight each other. That's good. Pete Alonso's going to put a St. Louis Cardinals player in the hospital, not a woman he's trying to have sex with. You understand the difference? But anyways, moving on to another sport. Got this one texted to me, and uh, I can't remember who sent this one in. Ooh, it's from Elliot Stent. He sent this, and I imagine Elliot from a from an uh, across the water there, because this involves a sport that I know nothing about, snooker, and evidently they have uh, snooker on television across the pond, sometimes late at night here on uh, our Amer- American television. Uh, but just like here in America, their announcers in snooker oftentimes forget that their mics are on too. Let's hear what this man says in an open mic situation. Well, I can't work under these fucking conditions. Oh, that's it. See, here's the thing. I I got that. I'm curious if Elliot's out there or if anybody watches Snooker out there, what could possibly have been the conditions that this man was talking about? Let's hear it again. I mean, this is just a great quote. Well, I can't work under these fucking conditions. I have no idea what possibly. I've never been in the broadcast booth of a Snooker game. I can't possibly imagine what conditions were adverse to working. What could it have been? Perhaps they didn't have uh, the type of drink he wanted. Perhaps they, uh, you know, it could have been a myriad of things. But I would like to find out more details about that video. I want to find out what possibly could have been uh, the adverse working. So I'm putting that out to the roaches out there and all over the world. If you saw this snooker broadcaster, if you know anything about this man, Show at gmail.com. I want to find out what he was bitching about to the point where it went out over an open microphone. And also he probably, I think he could have very well, if, if we had a longer clip, we could find out if in fact he knew the microphone was on or not. Sometimes broadcasters don't give a shit when the microphone is on. They're like, I'm going to just say this because everyone needs to know the adverse conditions that I'm facing. I was reading this little story. According to uh, new data from Ticket Source, Dallas Cowboys fans outpace the rest of competition with the most tattoos of their team on their bodies. And I thought about that for a second. I go, wow, that's something to brag about. You know, the information from Ticket Source took into account Google search data and Instagram hashtags to determine which NFL, MLB, and NBA and NHL teams have been the most tattooed by their fans. Dallas leads the way with 38 
8,200 Google searches related to team-specific tattoos. The only team in four leagues that even comes close to the French, um, the fanaticism of Cowboys fans is that of the Bills Mafia. Buffalo Bills fans play second with 34,300 team-specific searches for tattoos on Google. The Chicago Bulls were up there as well, uh, and the Atlanta Braves were the top baseball team. Uh, no NHL team cracked the top 10. Wow, that makes sense. But here's what I was concerned about. I think the Bills should take this trophy. Because how many Dallas Cowboys tattoos are just fucking stars? Right? It's just a fucking star. That's not that big of a deal. Unless you're writing Dallas Cowboys on it, then I could be like, okay, that's specifically Dallas Cowboys tattoo. But if you just put a fucking star on you, does that fucking count? A Bill's tattoo is elaborate. It is a full-on, you know, the buffalo, the charging buffalo with the red line. I mean, that is detailed. Getting a star tattoo is like baby shit. Do you have tattoos, Kirsten? You don't have tattoos, right? Yeah, I have what two. What do you do, huh? Yeah, I have two pretty small ones. And a star? I mean, that could just be a part of your other tattoos. Yeah. Stars are for, for losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some baby-ass shit tattoos right there. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess Ticket Source, when they did their accounting, they did, like, a specific search, and I hope they would discern whether or not it was just a star or if it was a Dallas Cowboys logo. There's a difference, and I would hope that there was a, a uh, they would discern between the two. But I think Bills Mafia, we should take that trophy. I would. That's the only tattoo I would get. I don't have any tattoos. If you were to give me a tattoo, it would have to be of the Bills. I can't think of literally anything else that I would get. I want to. I'm just going to get a tattoo on this program. I think, and uh, get a big Bills tattoo like right here. Where should I get it? Where's yeah, a good no, spot? I, th- I think that's a pretty good spot. I feel like if you're going to do it, do it somewhere visible, you know? <clears throat> I would get, like, a Bill's sleeve, but I would look like such a fucking dork. <laughs> like, I would get the whole fucking... I would do... I would sleeve out. I, I, that's kind of my fear with tattoos, too, is that just one is kind of, like, whatever, But I, and I would get, like... Not addicted, but I would get to the point where I'd go, I'm going to have a thousand tattoos, and I want all of my... My hair on my arms already looks like a sleeve. I've had people say from, like, a distance it looks like I have tattoos... So maybe I should just go full bore and just get fucking all of them on my body. And, but I can't think of anything else. What am I going to get? A Star Wars tattoo? I don't even know what else I like to get. I know there's some comics out there who have gotten like microphones tattooed on them and stuff like that. I'm not doing any of that fucking 90s word shit. That's stupid. Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, I'm telling you, man, this is it makes me look like I'm a chef. But thankfully, HelloFresh has their own chefs to help make it look like that. Let me explain. You see, HelloFresh, you get fresh, uh, farm fresh, excuse me, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. That means you're skipping trips to the grocery store. You're skipping trips uh, to the recipe book, looking online, going like, what do I want to make? How much is that? And how much proportions do I need? They are taking care of all of that for you. Uh, count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and it's affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit, my friend. HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu, too. They've got seasonal recipes like uh, salmon limon and pasta primavera. I wouldn't even know what salmon limon was if it wasn't for HelloFresh. That's not just coming up in my brain going like, you know what I'm making tonight? Salmon limon. No, I need to find it on HelloFresh's website, and I go, huh, that looks great. And then all of a sudden, I'm making it. It's crazy. HelloFresh also has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about uh, eating. And they've got six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. So you can feel great about what you're eating as well as feel good about preparing it and everything like that. So go to HelloFresh.com slash JoshPotter16. Use code JoshPotter16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, HelloFresh.com slash JoshPotter16. Use code JoshPotter16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. It's America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. But let's get to the news, shall we? We have some fun stories that were brought to our attention by uh, Roach reporters out there, including 
one about uh, Andrew Tate. I, I want to read about what he got arrested for. I'd imagine this is me looking at it cold. I just saw that he was arrested. I'd imagine it has something to do with a woman. Here it is. It's coming to us from PHI, who sent this in. Romanian police raided the home of prominent pro-Trump online personality. I don't know he was pro-Trump. I just knew he was pro-misogyny. He was like, clean my house, do my dishes. A woman should, what were his famous quotes? I, I, so many of them have like. That women should clean up unprompted. Unprompted. That's what it was, right? So many of the, your mom's house stuff goes like through my ear and out. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just too many in there. People say them and I don't remember. They're all, they all run together sometimes. And I'm, and I, I know them, but I fucking, he dubbed himself the king of toxic masculinity. He's trying to bring it back. And that's what, that was what was made him so special in everybody's heart. So you would think what could go wrong if the king of toxic masculinity, uh, turns out the treatment of women had an ugly side in 2016, very Trevor Bauer ish story here. He was booted off the British version of big brother over a video of him hitting a woman with a belt. This March, uh, Britain's Daily Mirror tabloid profiled him and his brother Tristan Tate and their Romania-based business, which used webcam models to trick men into sending the brothers tens of thousands of dollars. In one video on his YouTube channel, Andrew Tate said, 40% of the reason he moved to Romania was because Romanian police were less likely to pursue sexual assault allegations. Huh. Is that like something they brag about in Romania, like in their tourism ads? They're like... (laughs) Come on over and sexually assault people. We're not going to we're going to turn a blind eye to it. I didn't know that about Romania. Tate's unsavory activities didn't stop him from building links with the stars of the Trumpian right in 2019. I don't care about the Trumps. This is like. It's just tell me what he fucking did it in there. Just have to bring it back to Trump. So fucking stupid. It has nothing to do with it. Just talk about fucking. He beat up a woman. <laughs> like, can't we just leave it at that? We have to talk about. And he also voted a particular way. What are we talking about here? A Romanian newspaper reported that the raid was sparked over reports that an American woman was being held captive at the Tate House. Police found both the American and the Romanian woman, uh, or both a, an American and a Romanian woman, excuse me, in the building during the raid, according to the report. In a statement on the raid, uh, the Daily Beast, a U.S. State Department spokesperson, alluded to a reported abduction of an American citizen, but to dec- declined to comment further that's where it gets hinky i bet the romanian woman were like or the romanian police were like oh there's a romanian woman getting uh slapped around there that's fine we don't really give a shit about that and then they're like oh there's an american like they're worried the embassy is going to come after them they're like you don't fucking you can't beat up american women that starts that makes us look like shit so you're going to need to stop doing that. We are aware of reports of a U.S. citizen held against their will in Romania. The spokesperson said due to privacy considerations, we have no further comments. So that's where he fucked up. You know, he didn't just stick to the Romanian women. He had to bring an American over there. No girls were found in my house and nobody was arrested. Tate said he appeared to address the raid on an Instagram picture featuring him smoking a cigar in a staged interrogation room as faux police officers loomed, o- loomed over him. And he can he had in a caption officer. I think we can all agree that bitches love to lie. Oh, boy. I'm sure this was taken down, wasn't it? Can we see it? Yeah, I was just looking for it, and I'm not finding it anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, because then he actually got arrested. I love that idea of being like, oh, the Romanian police aren't going to do anything to me. Here it is. It's right here. Oh, it's right here? Perfect. Let's see it. Is it just just a caption that says? Yeah, it's just captioned, officer. I think we can all agree that bitches love to lie. Oh, my Lord. This guy is fucking just doesn't even care. He's like, they love to lie. The bitches love to lie. I love the I love that about this guy is that he just goes all in. He's like, this is going to be great content with the Romanian police. And then he hashtags it himself as Top G. Top G. Uh, in December, a prominent Manosphere personality uh, went on a killing spree in Denver. Murder. What does that have to do with this? Is that part of his little like group? Is that like the Nelk Boys of sexual assault? I think that's how they're trying to tie it in. 
The raid on Tate's villa isn't the first time that the Manosphere... Oh, okay, so the Manosphere is like his... That's like his universe. That's his content or uh, uh, orbit. Yeah, and I guess there's a Denver guy who went and killed like five people. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was probably women he killed? I'd imagine it wasn't men. Um, I, The two like names that were prominent were women. And then afterwards, he like uh, he mailed a movie after his death of like his process leading up to those murders and now they're like trying to sell it Ooh! so it's called war horse i believe not trying to plug it but i was reading about this after this article so he like got a a picture deal off of his murder yeah and i actually i'm not sure if he's still alive like if he killed himself after this but well why would you it seems like things are are progressing here and moving up why would you kill yourself interesting the manosphere we got to get this podcast on that network and then i can ask all i could be like they'll be like hey joshua where do you stand on choking during sex i'll be like i don't like it they'll be like you're kicked out of the manosphere you got to go to the 90s wordosphere uh this one sent to me by jefferson nally let's talk about let's let's discuss a woman who is not getting beat up what do you say i mean this woman here though she's right down the road here simi valley california unfortunately this woman, 25 years old, Kelly Bowers, has passed away from injuries sustained while attempting to catch a sword in her vagina. That's tough. The pointy part? I mean, obviously that's what happened. The pointy part went in. But was that what she was attempting to catch? That's what I'm trying to find out. Or was it that she was trying to get the handle of the sword to land in so that it was like sticking straight up, you know? We're going to find out right now. Kelly dreamed of making it onto America's Got Talent. Who doesn't dream of that kind of thing? She was honing her craft and getting ready to send in her audition tape when this accident occurred. Kelly worked her Kegel muscles out incredibly hard so she could stop that sword in a split second with her powerful vaginal walls. I mean, stop which part of it again? The handle or are we talking the blade? Because either way, the blade is sharp. It's going to go through your vaginal. You could clinch that shit up so that it's sealed perfectly tight. Like a fucking... Like it's the door in Stranger Things. You could seal that up all the way, but this sword is going to... If it lands on you, it's going to go straight down. Kelly, uh, during her set, Kelly would throw a sword in the air and point her vagina to the sky so that she could catch the sword on the way down. Kegel muscles relaxed, the sword would slide right in, and when she contracted them, the sword would stay in place, saving her internal organs from disaster. Yeah, but like, what about slicing up your vaginal walls? <laughs> yeah. Like, I would get it if it was like a pencil. A pencil, I'd go, that makes sense, I can understand a pencil. A sword, are we talking like a giant, like a sword that the uh, the mountain would use on Game of Thrones, or are we talking like a tiny little needle sword. It looks like that's the sword right there. I don't know. This is the picture they put next to her face. I really hope not. Yeah, because that's not... St I mean... <laughs> that's an aggressive sword to be practicing with. Your vag is getting tore up and you're... I mean, like, you're basically making uh, your vagina like a fucking starfish or something. It's gonna ha It's going to be like two vaginas now. You're going to have two slits, you know, because it's going to go in. Unless it's like... I guess it could go in the same way. I'm I'm really my brain is in an absolute pretzel as to how this would even work successfully. Right? Unfortunately, she was a babe by the way too. Uh unfortunately with greatness comes the risk of great loss. The night prior to Kelly, the night prior Kelly had pulled a muscle in her vagina during a vigorous sexual encounter. So yeah, don't you can't be having crazy sex the night you're supposed to catch a sword in your vagina, you know? It's like if you uh, if you go running or something like that and you wake up and you're sore, you're not going to be, like, in the best shape to, to perform. Kegel muscles relaxed. The sword... Uh, well, yeah, no, we already found that part. That pulled uh, the muscle restricted her that pulled muscle restricted her ability to clamp down on the weapon and allowed it to penetrate her stomach liver pancreas and left lung when it fell into her vagina that's fucking nuts so it went in and it went like and it like basically just like fucking went through her body my god 
She that's what all the guys wanted to say they do to <laughs> girls too. They're like, I fucked up all her organs. Went through that shit. Mm. Penetrated her fucking stomach and shit. <laughs> like Oh my god though, that's crazy. Unfortunately, Kelly lacked the ability to close her vagina on time, the medical examiner said. What if th- you ever think <laughs> when you were going to medical examiner school that you'd have to determine that someday? Uh, according to my observations here, uh, just a, a lack of closing her vag in time. God damn. I what, did, Is there any video of her like successfully doing this? Also, like, how are they going to show this on America's Got Talent? That's network television. <laughs> that was my next question. Like, even if she nailed this, like, <laughs> can you do that know? on TV? Yeah, like, are they going to block out her vagina? Like, Just for Simon just, to hit his buzzer? Are they going <laughs> to blur it? Yeah, what are they going <laughs> to yeah and then like uh, i i would imagine she rolls out there you know and she like takes her pants off and you know howie's there and simon's <laughs> there and they're like so far so good i'm liking this it's just a she's just putting her badge up in the air and then all of a sudden a sword drops down and she's catching it and shit oh my lord and all in imagine if you're the guy who fucked her the night before she was she fucked up you know you're like damn I got that fucking killer dick right here, yo. Broke this chick's muscles so she couldn't even catch a sword in her vagina. Yeah, it's just strange. Like, it's on network television. This is like a thing that Howard Stern would have on back in the day, you know? Like, and we would have to listen to it on the radio. We wouldn't even see it. Then they, we, we'd go watch it on late night programming on E, and it would be all blurred out. Services for Miss Bowers have not yet been scheduled. I'd imagine it's going to be a closed casket. <laughs> Or at least like halfway, you know, upper body only. Wild story from our Roach Reporter of the Year last season, Jefferson Nally. And again, if you want to become a Roach Reporter of the Year, perhaps you can win a Roachy Josh Potter show at gmail.com. There's no fucking video of this, right? Of her doing this? No, I didn't see anything. Pull her up. Pull that picture up again if you can. She was a babe. Uh, Poor lady. Many people, by the way, saying, uh, Speaking of babes, my they're like, hey, Josh, you could probably, uh, you know, move faster if you had uh, less OnlyFans subscriptions. Touche, I say to that. <laughs> but I have one less, thankfully. That woman, Courtney Taylor, who we discussed last week, not back on OnlyFans. <laughs> Doesn't look like she's returning. So I'll be saving my seven ninety nine a month <laughs> or whatever it was. God damn, Kelly Bowers. Poor one. R.I.P. Pour one out for a real one. I wonder how tall she was, too, like, compared to the sword. Doesn't say anything about her height here. God damn, what a pussy, though. Catching swords. Catch swords, not feelings, as they say. Uh, Here we have a man who is just trying to find love, like we were discussing earlier. Perhaps instead of the auto-blow dick-sucking machine, this is something I look into. A fictosexual man who wed a fictional computer-synthesized pop singer four years ago. Do you understand that sentence, Kirsten? Basically, this man is, uh, he's fictosexual. So he's into fucking nut- I mean, I guess I'm fictosexual, too, because most of my encounters are closing my eyes and jaying my D. You know, is that fictosexual? It sounds the same so far. But apparently, uh, he married a computer-synthesized pop singer. Huh. You know what that means? Hologram. I don't think a hologram would be very fun. And now, this man is unable to communicate with his wife, but is still in love with her. There he is. Oh, and her and she's so tiny. <laughs> You're marrying a hologram in a jar? Some wild, just like Disney princess shit or something. Like, what What am I thinking of, Kirsten? Where the, there, isn't there like a girl in a jar or something like that? Or am I thinking of just Beauty and the Beast with the rose? That might be it. There's no Disney princess <laughs> where she stays in a jar, right? I don't think so. <laughs> That'd be a great Disney movie. The girl in the jar. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I thought it was going to be like a hologram that's like as big as him. It's not. She lives in a jar. It's just sitting on a shitty bookshelf. He's like, hey, my wife. He taps the glass and this hologram just fucking... God, it doesn't even do anything. 
Is that the only picture that provides? These other ones look like they're dolls, or maybe this is like... Well, that's probably like what she looks like on the computer Yeah. that he talks to, but... Oh, there she is. Uh, There's one of him sitting next to her. But these are all he's it's like he's uh one of, it's like he's acting an avatar though. Like he that's a tennis ball on a stick. You know what I mean? And then they superimpose her. That looks like it's a doll of her. Right? Yeah, he's got different versions. So he that, I mean that doll right there probably how much cum you think's inside there? <laughs> I bet it just cracks when you pick it up. Yeah, it's, it's so probably stiff. really stiff. It makes a lot of noise. Probably smells like a <laughs> Like cheese and shit. I bet all of them. That's why they're sitting up here. They've been used. Ooh, there you go. It, you, I didn't think, because I was obviously, my eye went to the one on the bed. And that one doesn't look real to me. That looks like it was a superimposed image. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't tell if it's like some type of CGI type thing or if it's like a doll. Because like if you had that one that's laying there, why would you need all those little baby ones on the side? And again, so many different sizes there. That's very bizarre. I want to fuck the big one tonight. <laughs> it's very weird, right? Like, why does he have different ones? And maybe he's maybe he's like me with the auto blow dick sucking machine. He was like, I don't want to clean these fucking dolls every. I gotta put the. I gotta wipe these dolls out. I'll just get a bunch of them and then just throw them out as I jizz into them. But it is strange seeing the hologram on the little counter there, like a fishbowl. Well, let's see what he's. Let's, this man. His name is. Uh, something that I'm not going to even try to pronounce. Does he even deserve me to try to pronounce it? I don't think so. This 38-year-old man was dating uh, a woman who is depicted in pop culture as a 16-year-old with turquoise hair. Whoa. We didn't know she was 16. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, so that's cool? Nobody's raising an eyebrow about this. They're just talking about, they're like, oh, like if that man, like, okay, hold on here. My brain is fucking so fried right now from surgery <laughs> and everything else that I didn't even like. It's so fucked up. Arrest the man. This man should be in jail. He should be fucking arrested. But anyway, we're just going to talk about him like it's nothing weird. Uh, anywho, for a decade before they had an unofficial wedding ceremony in 2018. Oh, so now she's probably older. <laughs> did, did the graphic age? <laughs> is it of legal consent age now? Condo, uh, one of many who identifies as fictosexual or someone who is sexually attracted to fictional characters. I, I can understand that. I can understand being attracted to a fictional character. You know? I remember, uh, you know... Like uh, Robin Hood, the fox from Robin Hood. I remember a woman telling me that she thought the fox in Robin Hood was hot. I'm like, I can kind of see that, you know? I thought Nala was a babe. Nala from The Lion King? Of course, the adult Nala. I wasn't going like, ooh, that cub. Like this fucking freak. Uh, he is sexually attracted to fictional characters. He spent two million yen. Or about 17 grand. So it doesn't... 2 million yen, you're like, oh my lord. And then you go, it's about 17 grand. You go, oh, that's still quite a bit to spend on a pedophilia graphic here. Uh, but he spent that money on the nuptials. Uh, his family did not attend. Oh, I wonder why. Uh, now they've been married for four years. He's 38 years old and said his relationship has hit a bit of a roadblock. He can no longer speak with uh, the woman due to a technological hurdle according to this Japanese newspaper. While uh, he acknowledges his relationship might be odd, he understands that she isn't a real person. It doesn't change his feelings for her. Since falling in love with her in 2008, uh, he was finally able to interact with her for the first time in 2017 thanks to a thing called Gatebox, a $1,300 machine that allowed device owners to interact with characters via holograms and even unofficially marry them. <laughs> oh my god I wonder if this gate box thing they're like this is how we stop pedophiles from fucking kids we have them fuck fake kids on the internet like what is this gate box they should be looked into a little bit but now his four year marriage took a turn when support for gate box software was eliminated oh I wonder why was it because people were living out pedophilic fantasies meaning that this man could no longer speak to his wife uh, according to news hub 
He insists it hasn't lessened his feelings, but now obviously they can't talk to each other. My love hasn't changed, uh, he noted. Uh, He noted now, uh, which, I'm sorry, excuse me, which uh, now he carries around a life-size version of her. I held the wedding ceremony because I thought I could be with her forever. He is far from the only person in the world in a relationship with a character. Thousands of fictosexual people in Japan have begun similar unofficial relationships with a variety of fictitious figures. Jesus. While some relationships are just for kicks, this man, Kondo, is uh, to him very real. For a long time, he said he knew a human partner just wasn't for him due to his intense attraction to characters. A popular figure in anime, this woman, a Japanese cult uh, and Japanese culture, uh, she created a as a synthesized voice using Yamaha's Vocaloid technology. This woman entered mainstream media as a human but fictionalized character in manga. I've heard that before. I don't know shit about anime, and I've heard of that. That must be like. The Pokemon of... I don't even know what to compare it to. But it must be like the most mainstream of anime, right? Manga. Do you know anything about anime, Kirsten? Not a thing. Thank God. I would have had to fire you. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, you are fired. I can't have you around anymore. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just feel like these anime people are fucking... I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers out there. They're like, we're not all pedophiles trying to marry the pictures, okay? (laughs) I have to be more understanding. You're right. I'm sorry. Eventually, this woman became prominent enough to tour with the likes of Lady Gaga on her 2014 Art Pop Ball Tour. You can get why this guy's in love all of a sudden. Uh, He became first familiar with her in 2008 after bullying at work caused him to become super depressed. That's what happened. This is going to be this is going to be an anti-bullying campaign. Don't be a bully because you're going to turn someone into this gentleman, and they're going to be fucking graphics before you know it. He just stares at that thing in the jar and jerks off, you think? (laughs) I stayed in my room for 24 hours a day and watched videos of Miku the whole time, he said. In 2017, his relationship blossomed with Miku thanks to Gatebox. The machine gave Kondo the chance to propose to Miku, and he invited his family and co-workers to the ceremony. Imagine the fact that none of them came. That's mean. If I was if I was the guy's coworker, I'd be like, "We're going to go to this fake ass wedding, right? It's going to be hilarious. He's going to marry a graphic in a jar." <laughs> thirty nine people did not attend. Oh, I'm excuse me. Thirty nine people did attend, including strangers and online friends, some of whom are also fictosexual. Okay, so did <laughs> they attend? Basically, they just found other jars of graphics and threw them in the audience. There are two reasons why I had a wedding. Publicly, he told the BBC at the time. The first one is to prove my love for Miku. The second one is there are many young otaku people like me falling in love with anime characters. I want to show the world that I support them. That's nice. How long till we start, you know, having activist groups for these types of people out there, you know? Fictosexual lives matter, that kind of thing. It's going to be a wild world in a couple of years, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can even top fucking lady in the jar, (laughs) but we'll give it a try, I suppose here. Let's see one more story out of these and we can save the other ones. Um, Ooh, should we end with a bit of uh, some intense, perhaps? Oh, oh, murder. I don't know. I think so. If this involves a murderer and a potential murder, I would say. And this kind of reminded me of the whole uh, escape from Dana Mora situation. Do you recall that story, Kirsten? It was made into a movie. We talked about it on this podcast before, but Ben Stiller directed a film about this. It was involving a prison break where two prisoners teamed up and kind of came up with this ruse where they were fucking one of the women that work in the prison and using her to then get supplies so that they can escape. And then she was also like, they're in love with me. So she was going to like run away with them. And they probably, if she would have driven them to the Mexican border, uh, they would have probably murdered her most likely. And many people are thinking that's the case with this little situation here. This is a prison official from Alabama uh, is missing after escorting an inmate to a courthouse for a hearing. Now you think, oh, she probably had nothing to do with it. Uh, This is routine. And then he did something in a nefarious way. And now 
uh, she is missing. Well, let's find out how this unfolds. The the Lauderdale County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post Saturday that Assistant Director of Corrections Vicki White disappeared while escorting an inmate being held on capital murder charges. The inmate is also missing. On Saturday morning, Sheriff Rick Singleton confirmed the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, FBI, and U.S. Marshals are assisting in the investigation. This woman, uh, 56, who's been with the department for 16 years, left the detention center with the inmate, Casey White, on Friday morning, and neither has been seen since. The pair are not related. Their, Their last names are both white, which made me go, ooh, not related. Evidently, common name, White. The vehicle they were traveling in, when they left the detention center was discovered at a nearby shopping center parking lot. According to the sheriff's office, uh, the gentleman 38 years old was being held on capital murder charges in the 2015 death of Connie Ridgeway. He confessed to the slaying in 2020, uh, and went to state prison or while in state prison, excuse me for other crimes. I am having a hard time reading today at the news conference Friday. Uh, Singleton said Vicki White, armed with a 9mm, left the detention center with the inmate around 9.41 a.m., headed to the courthouse for what she said was a mental health evaluation. She was alone with the inmate, which the sheriff said was in direct violation of department policy. Uh, He also said that there was no mental health evaluation for the inmate scheduled at the courthouse. She also told co-workers that she had a doctor's appointment scheduled, which was confirmed, but the office said the deputy never showed up for the, uh, the old doctor's appointment. So you got to start wondering what's going on here. Did, was she like coerced because he was like, I'll fucking kill you if you don't help me out, like something going on there, or were they fucking? Now, the woman was 56. The man was 38. Perhaps, you know, she's been in this job. It's been a dead-end job for 16 years. She's in this courthouse, you know, walking people. A jail is not a fun place to work, I would imagine, you know, especially for a woman. Marching inmates back and forth and things like that. Every now and then, one of them shows you a little attention. You're like, ooh, la maybe, maybe Stella's still got it, you know, that kind of thing. So let's see what happens as we move on here, if there are any indications of that. Uh, uh, Official said no one realized the two were missing until 3.30 p.m. on Friday. That seems like a really weird prison where they're like, huh, they're missing, huh? No one had any idea. Singleton said uh, his department was aggressively investigating the incident and would be looking into previous interaction between the two to see if something else was going on. I mean, how... If they didn't even notice they were missing until 3.30 p.m. after, like, hours and hours, they probably are really bad at, like, figuring out if they've been fucking this whole time. You know what I mean? They can't even keep track of where the prisoners are, let alone if they're fucking the people that work there. I would imagine. That's all I'm saying. Singleton said his department was shocked that it was obviously a possibility that the corrections officer helped him escape. Singleton told news outlets that Vicki White had turned in her retirement papers the day before she went missing. I'm telling you, dude, this is escape at Danamora all over again. This guy is spinning love spells into her ear, telling her how wonderful she is, how we can get out of this life together and we can just run away from it all. And, you know, they do say, regardless of her involvement, the sheriff acknowledged she could very well be in danger because probably he's going to use her to escape and then kill her. There's no that's what I don't understand. These these women, they do enough to get to the positions they're in working at a jail. This woman was a corrections officer, for Christ's sake. That's not like uh, easy. I, I mean, you got to take a civil service exam, I would imagine, or something like that. I would imagine it's not like the easiest job to procure. And, uh, you know, here she is being able to be manipulated by a prisoner to the point of which she helps him escape thinking that they're going to like run away and live in Mexico. I don't know. You know, what, what is the end game for some of these people? I wonder like, yeah, sure. We escape, but then what, like, when can I just like watch Netflix and not think about the looming possibility that we are caught? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? I never understand the uh, the whole ruse here, but chances are, and I'm going to keep my ear to the ground here, and I don't remember, let me see who, I looked at it real quick. This was sent in by, no, but I found this one myself because I am curious. I'm going to keep my eye and ear to the ground, and I'm going to find out if, in fact, 
these two were fucking. I need to know. They did just, uh, <clears throat> they issued a warrant for her arrest today. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, they're trying to find her, and she probably had, did it say why? Was there things that came out that say... They uh, just they just said we know she participated, whether she did it willing or willingly, or she was coerced. Then I see. Either way, she helped. So well, I mean, if probably she just a way to get her there back. Was like either a, way, a gun to her head or something. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Coerced though, like you said, coerced by the peepee. <laughs> coerced by penis. I can't wait to find out. So I'm going to keep my eyes and ears peeled. Uh, he managed to get out. I mean, I can't. This this prison needs to have like a. Uh, sort of an investigation put onto it. And I don't know if it's like a private prison or a state prison. It didn't really articulate in that article, and I guess I could have looked it up, but if it's a private prison and they have this many blind spots, my lord. I think we need to take a, take a look at the privatized prison system for even more reasons. I mean, they're just like, whatever. I mean, it goes against... they. How many things went against policy there? Uh, but I do want to find out if they were fucking, because that is always... It's a tale as old as time here on the Josh Potter show and in prison and things like that. Uh, but I want to let you know, once again, the Philadelphia date that I had scheduled moved and uh, the club double booked it up. And now it's on August 25th instead of June 2nd. So if you bought tickets already, the club is honoring those. They're just moving it to August 22nd. I'll have a new link up very soon over on my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter and on my Twitter at J underscore Potter. Please continue to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. I appreciate it very much. I love you all so much. You have no idea. Each and every roach out there, whether you are an intrusion or just on your lonesome. <clears throat> I love you all very much, and uh, I will see you next Tuesday. I will. I'm, you know, despite the surgery. <laughs> we'll see how I feel. Might have to bring in some other guns to help me get through the next program. This one was a little tough. As I've got things poked around in my back for the uh, pre-procedure today. But nevertheless, I appreciate you joining me. I love you so much. Like I said, please continue to rate, review, subscribe. The Patreon is available. Patreon.com slash The Josh Potter Show. Potter and Bergman firing on all cylinders. The only Patreon that pays for itself. The gambling picks have been on fire. I've been on fire. <clears throat> I'm paying for my, my surgery copay with gambling winnings. I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, nevertheless, though, thank you so much for joining us. I love you very much, and I will see you next Tuesday on The Josh Potter Show.